I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chaffin. circles bound to happen <laughs> <laughs> well i'm starting to get back into the um central park uh drummers oh yeah hey, i played uh saturday and sunday in fact Sherrod recorded yeah we we'll, go ahead yeah. oh we just go yeah. oh okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's uh, um i i i missed that man that uh that drum circle because uh i don't know if you know i was part of one of the original um drummers back in the early 2000s okay and um so we were getting a crowd, like 400 people, wow. like dancing, whatever. But um, so we had to move our space down to the Bethesda Fountain. Okay. On the other side of the fountain were waltzers, people who were waltzing, listen to like, you know, waltzing okay. music. Like they're learning. So who's clashing how. with the music you guys are doing? So um, they came over and told us to, to uh, keep our noise down. <laughs> and we're kind of like, yeah, okay. So we, of course, we start like, and then it's like, <laughs> it like you know, like within like ten seconds, you know. And so Sherard Small, he plays drums. No, no, no. He just oh. he just enjoyed it. You oh, he's just hanging out. Yeah. Oh, okay. But um, this is before Sherard. So okay. then, um, two weeks later, believe it or not, yeah, um, we're playing, having a good time, about four hundred people. The police come and confiscate our drums. Oh man! And we're like, what? What are you? What are you doing? And they go, it's just just too loud. Doesn't does a noise ordinance? And we're like. What? Yeah. And so um, it was illegal, yeah. and uh, Al Sharpton got involved in it. Really? Oh yeah, it's in the paper. Wow. And um, then, so um, we try to get you know we we had to go down to the police precinct to get our drums back, and I they couldn't find my drums. I had to buy a new drum. Long story, but anyway, yeah. so we started to get back into playing, and then nine eleven happened, okay. and a lot of those drummers from West Africa, and a lot of them got deported. Oh, shit. So the whole drum circle just just dissolved. And um, I would go back to Central Park to see who's playing, but it was just, uh, no offense, a lot of white guys just yeah. sma- smacking their hands on a goat skin. You know? Oh, yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> or, a, or a Home Depot bucket. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's kind of like, no, these, this is not what I'm, I'm talking about. So you, uh, you st- is that the first thing you did artistically, your drumming? Is that like your first kind yeah, of like? Yeah, my, um, art, well, n- uh, yeah, I guess artistic. Actually, no. Artistically, I I danced. I was a dancer. Oh wow! Yeah, I um. What kind of back dance? Back in uh, modern modern jazz. Oh, Martha and Graham stuff. What do you say? A little Martha Graham kind of stuff. Uh, more like Alvin Ailey kind oh, of okay. stuff. Yeah. Right. Okay. And uh, this is back in my hometown, Springfield, Massachusetts, and this incredible choreographer, her name is Frank Hatchett. Um, he you know he was like the man in in that in that area. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I learned dance. I learned body movement. Um. So that was pretty cool. And then I got into Hapkido and Taekwondo for a while. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what have you not done well? I know, right? <laughs> but um, so one day, um, I have a good friend, Gavin, Gavin Cole. Um, he, uh, he got into playing a bass, bass guitar. Okay. And he says, I, I need, I need a um, rhythm. I need a rhythm. So we went down to his basement. His grandfather had a drum set down in the basement. And his grandfather was a pastor of a church. And so there's his drum set. And he goes, play, play this. And Gavin knew one beat. And I learned that beat, and he played to that beat, and it was like the most amazing thing, man. I was like, wow, wow we're a band, you know, it's, <laughs> it's me and Gavin, you know what I mean? To me, nice. that was Earth, Wind, and Fire, that's what I say, you know? Nice. And um, so then I was like, I want to learn another beat, I want to learn another beat. And yeah. then then I got to a point that I heard a beat in everything, I heard a rhythm in everything, you know, like if I'm in the car with my parents and they put the signal light on, see, drummers know, drummers know, yeah, right, you know, you want to play to that, and I was driving my parents crazy. And that's when I knew, oh, I'm a drummer. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. I just started, I, I got, I mean, I really got into drums, man, and just learning rhythms and things like that. And so then my parents um, said, well, if you want to learn, 
you should learn how to read a little bit. So um, for one summer uh, camp, whatever, I went to this drummer's kind of like – I don't know, it was like really a retreat, but like took classes. It wasn't like whiplash, was it? Kind of no. Like throwing cymbals no. in your head and stuff. You know, but being a drummer, <laughs> it's kind of like when you're a drummer and you're watching that, you're like, ugh, you know. Pretty good movie, though. I pretty guess. good movie, yeah. yeah, but your hands don't bleed when you're <laughs> They should bleed. No, <laughs> no. parts, hands bleed. <laughs> yeah, but just, it's, it's the way you're playing, especially playing that kind of jazz. You're not, yeah. you're not doing it right. So, yeah. so, um, so I um I learned out of Max Roach, who's like incredible jazz. He's dead now, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, UMass. And then. Um, so then I, uh, was leaving for high school. I was playing music and all that, enjoying and all that. And so then my counselor said to me, um, actually this is really interesting. I was making him laugh. This is a true story. I was yeah. making him laugh and he goes, he should be a comedian, comedian but seriously, what do you want to do with your life? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, I don't know. He yeah. says, well, you're good with art. You can draw and you're good with math. Want to be an architect. And that's yeah. when I decided to be an architect. And I go, well, uh-huh. I don't even know how to, st- you know, what do I do? So he gave me all these, you know, these schools I have like, you know, technical. So I went to Wentworth in Boston and I studied architectural technology and I got a job yeah. as an architect. And wow. that was what I was doing. I was an architect yeah. and I was a musician on the weekends. You know what I mean? So I thought that's my life. Well, might and as well then, try comedy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, but my mother, my mother said to me, if you can be anything you want to be, what would it be? I said, I'd love to be an actor. And she says, why are you designing buildings for being an actor? So I'm from Springfield, Massachusetts. No one famous ever came from Springfield. She said, you never yeah. know. Yeah. And so my parents encouraged me to pursue comedy. Oh, wow. Yeah. She usually the opposite. <laughs> yeah, but my parents were kind of cool. They said all we want is our children to be happy. You know, okay. whatever they pursue, you know, be happy with that. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. So that's so it's cool. I and, feel like um, it's kind of a curse when you're good at a lot of different things. It kind of is. It, like people, <laughs> it really <laughs> I is. I wish I was just good at one thing. Yeah, and right. Then I could just maybe focus in on that a little more. Right, right. Like when you, you know, when you have like a multi-talented kind of brain where you could just go here and go there. Right. It's tough to focus in on, you know, one and thing. And I think that's why I'm not as famous as I am, as I should be. I should, because. I agree. I, um, because I have all these, like, I get distracted, so to speak. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like. You know, okay, now, but I, I definitely have the, the thing where if I'm into something, I'll go 100%. Like, you know, when yeah. I started my company, I went 100%, trademarked it and patented and all that. And then I wrote a book, you know, I focused on that. You know, so it's like one of those things where I have to set and like a set goal that yeah. I go for. But when I hit it, I'm like, yeah. uh, I'm going to play music now. Or, uh, <laughs> well, see, you know. I think you're famous. It's just the problem that you have is like hanging out with guys like Jeremy Piven. <laughs> <laughs> And you see this like explosion of fame. Yes. <laughs> and yes. you're just like, you feel famous. And you're right, right. the back of Greenwich. Yeah, and right. And you see a guy like that, you're like, holy shit, everybody knows who this is. Right. And you were telling me you guys went out and nobody asked for ID and whatever. Oh, so, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. You know, he doesn't walk around, he doesn't walk around an ID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't need it. Yeah, like Google my IMDb, you know. That's, that's, I, mean, yeah. I, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, meanwhile, I'm pulling out my wallet, you know. <laughs> okay, hold on. Oh, that's certificate. This is my debit card. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Call a reference, make sure exactly. you're <laughs> pulling up. Uh, but that that is funny, and well, you know, I'll bring you in. But um, right. you know, you have done a lot of stuff in comedy, yeah. and I think you were kind of there when comedy was, you know, still fresh and breaking in. Right. You know, the right. '80s and the '90s. Mm-hmm. It was like it was. I mean, as much as it was over, it was still kind of beginning. Yeah, you know, and I yeah. feel like you. You know, we were able to kind of be there for like, like 
Comedy Central was just like nothing. Right. Like it was barely. I mean, they were they were playing like uh, just videos we sent in yep. on VHS. Yes, and you know with like ele- eleven pixels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can still see the lines in the video. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Tracking. Put the track. Test the tracking. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible videos. Oh yeah. I think I got one up once. And right. It's like Comedy Central credit, and then I said, "Is it really?" And then. Right. But um, but yeah, and I think you hosted that, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's called Stand Up Stand Up. Stand Up Stand Up. That was like right. one of the first shows. That they kind of showcase showcase stand up comics, mm-hmm. and uh, you've done a, just a plethora of stuff, you know, yeah. Letterman, and mm-hmm. you know a lot of like comedy specials, and toured all over the world, and yeah, you know the Netflix get down. Um, that's uh, that's got to be a bittersweet thing. Yes, <laughs> I know. Oh. It's like first of all, it's like oh. it's just right in your realm. Oh, you know, it's man. all in the early days of music. Yes, and it's it's a smart show. It's, yes, it's artistic the way they shoot it and stuff. Oh man. And it's got a great soundtrack. And, yes. Uh, we'll bring you in. I'll bring you in, then we'll talk about that. Uh, very excited to have in the studio. Wally Collins, everybody. Hey. hey. <laughs> 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 his leg. His yeah, sweaty, right, hairy right. leg. Oh. Thank you, Anthony. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah. I mean, because that's how stand-up is, you know. It's mm. just like, it's just this thing. Or, or showbiz in general, like, you you know, you get something amazing. Right. <laughs> and then it's like, you're kind of just hoping it lasts long, and then... If it catches fire, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think people love that show. Oh, it was, it was... It was good. You know, it's so funny. I'm getting recognized from yeah. The Get Down, you know, and, and I'm getting free stuff. I was at, uh... Yeah, I was at the... I mean, uh, still checking your ID, but... Yeah, yeah. no, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm not... Not there yet. You know, it's like, hey, you're in the get down, and you are. Yeah, here's a free soda kid. Yeah, right, right. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's like, I'm the, I guess I am at the, I was telling Jeremy Piven actually yeah. that. I was like, I'm at this weird, my fame is kind of like in a weird spot where um, I'll get recognized and I get all this, all this love, but, you know, 10 minutes later, you know, like back in line, sir. You know what I mean? But I was just love over there, you know? So, but, um, but yeah, and the whole, catch fire thing where you you want that hit um and or you want something to you know to, to take off and you go okay now this is it yeah i'm going to um th- i can i can work from that and then and then you know write something or or build from there like sure. parlay it so to speak yeah, you know absolutely. but um yeah it, it's it's ebb and flow really i know some comics that'll get like let's say, get like a writing job or something on mm-hmm. some hit show and then all of a sudden you know and then right before it gets canceled they they got a new apartment. <laughs> they got a they got a car lease. They oh, can't afford. Yes. They got all this shit. Yeah, and yeah. it just gets canned. And then they're oh. like, "Oh crap! I should have kept that Queen's apartment. Exactly. I should have done this. I don't exactly. need a car. What am I doing? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's like then they just have this mountain of debt and stuff they got to deal with <laughs> just because you know they right. didn't think it through. Right, right. Well, I mean, it, it, but I think they just know that you know it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You yeah. know, what I mean, once if you're on a hit show. And you know, and you're getting paid. It's, it's like amazing that money they just basically just give you. Sure, you know what I mean. It's like, yeah. well, if they they can do that, well then, yeah, I'm, I'm good. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. but yeah, and, and you do you get disillusioned and and it yeah. gets um like addicting almost. You know. Well, so. it's funny because stand up, I feel like it's it's definitely not it's not as exciting as it was. You know, mm. I think it's going to come back. You know, there's mm. a lot of controversy with it and stuff. And uh, I just uh, I just saw this guy's uh, Drew Michaels comedy special. Have you heard about this guy? Where yeah, on HBO? Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, he's uh, Gerard Carmichael's friend, and he produced this. You ever heard anything about it? He produced this special. This guy, Drew Michaels, and here's the kicker: you're gonna love this. No audience. No. Audience. Yes. <laughs> I swear, I'm not lying to you. Someone told me about this today. <laughs> yeah. 
today. And it's I've been wanting to talk to people about it because I feel like it's just insane. Because right. the freedom of no audience, who can't do that? Right. I can talk about the most gritty, smart, amazing <laughs> stuff. My life's interesting. Right, but right. With no audience, sure, I'd be freaking amazing. Yeah. Like, there's no way it wouldn't be compelling. Right. But part of this is, like, the kicker is, like, you have to get an audience to respond to it. Yeah. Right. That's what makes it stand-up comedy, and, and HBO's been billing it as a stand-up comedy special. But it's, it's like, like just doing monologues, really. It's monologue. It's got some video. It's interesting. Right. And and it's, you know, it's it, it reminds me more of what, uh, who's that guy, uh, Henry Rollins, something like mm. that. Like, it reminds me more of that kind of stuff. Right, like spoken right. Spoken word. Kind right. Of, yeah, spoken word, know, that's it. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. call it a stand-up comedy special. Right. You know what I mean? When Cat Williams is up there sweating in a mink <laughs> coat, you know, <laughs> it's like slinging jokes for like an hour and 20 minutes. Like, you you know, it's like don't call it that. Yeah, that's, that's the sad part. A lot, a lot of people, you know, don't understand what stand-up comedy is. You know yeah. what I mean? It's HBO like, apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to put a spin on it, and, and you know, meanwhile, the ones who are you know in the grind, you know, trying to write a joke, write a bit, mm-hmm. write a set. You know, yeah, and work that set out and work that bit out over and over and over and yeah. over until it gets the proper laugh it deserves. Exactly. Or even gets the proper rhythm and pacing that, yeah. you know, that that's a great joke, you know. Yeah. And so um, I'm working with Jamie Piven, and that's the tricky part because, you know, this guy, he's basically starting on third base because his very yeah. – I don't know if you've seen it. You can Google it. His, um, his very first time doing stand-up. Was on is on TV in front of like five hundred people, you know. <laughs> that's and his open mic. Yeah. That's his open mic. So here you are, disillusioned. Like, well, wait a minute, this is easy, you know. I mean, if I can get up here and yeah. so so it, it, it's a, it's a tricky thing to try to say. All right, this is how a joke works. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, I'm not going to tell this guy don't do stand up because I mean yeah. it's it's a medium and it's a, and it's and it's amazing. Man, you know, yeah. it is an amazing thing to write something that from your head and you speak it and people actually like laugh. Sure. That is like so yeah. intoxicating, you Absolutely. know. And I think everyone should do it, and that, and that's why you know I I encourage him and and you know, and say, hey man, do it. However, this what this is what stand up what stand up is, you know, and how how to so to speak do it, you know. Um, you you have to understand that there's a setup, payoff, a punchline. Yeah. There is timing. There is pacing. There is even your breath has to change, you know. Yeah. So um, I, he gets it. He understands that there's more to, it. and he he respects it. Yeah, but it, you know, God bless him because he, I don't think he understands like what it what is it to do an open mic, what yeah. is it like to work in front of two people? Yeah, you know what I mean. What is it like to bring a bringer show? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, well, what is it like to <laughs> to come to do a show and there's no audience? I'm like, yeah. sorry, dude. You yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> so and then and then now he's doing tours. He's got he says he does, he does fifty minutes five zero minute tours. Wow. And he's booked all over the country. Yeah. You know. And he's going. Like, God bless him. He's going full. You know, hundred percent. Like yeah. I'm doing this. You yeah. know what I mean. And but he understands that there's more to it. You know, he understands yeah. that when he came to your club, and yeah. that's when he was like, "Oh my, you know, this is a real comedy club." Yeah. I'm like, yeah, man. It's funny that he said it was like. The, I guess the it's funny what the idea of what a real comedy club versus like what's it going to these other clubs, right? <laughs> like, right. I guess he felt like the grittiness of like people being so close. You're literally, their feet are on stage. I yeah, mean, they're right in that's. And I'm sure, I'm sure as somebody who's that famous too, probably has a little bit of a phobia with people, right? That close, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and so and and so it was really interesting because you can definitely hear his his breath changing because he felt he felt he had to fill the room up with with words or noise you know and i was telling him listen you gotta be able to stand in your own shit man because yeah. you know if a joke doesn't work you live and die by it yeah you know so if it doesn't work own it 
you know, yeah. or move on, act like you meant you meant for it to get that kind of response, or yeah. or on and saying, oh wow, I was expecting, you know. But that's part of stand up. So yeah. I just really hope that he, you know, he really understands that part. But like I said, it's gonna be it's difficult to explain. Well, if to he someone. does it in front of an audience, I respect him one hundred percent. It's mm-hmm. just the people doing it not in front of audiences, I yeah. can't respect. You Hilarious. know, and there was this other. Um, Anthony, who was that? The special, the Annette, was it? Nanette, yeah. Nanette, what's what's her full name? Hannah Gatsby. Okay. Wow. So, she, and uh, she did a special on Netflix. Right. And um, it was in front of audience, like a big audience. She's a big Australian comedian. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, her thing was, it's this is what I take from it. It was, um, it was stand-up comedy, but towards kind of towards the end of it, it got kind of preachy. Yeah. And a little personal and right. very revealing and right. almost emotional. Right. And it was just like, you know, it was kind of one of those things where it's just like, if you're not ready for it, I could see it being shocking when right. somebody's uh, borderline crying on stage. Right. But it was like, to me, it's kind of like it was a fuse between one person show and stand up comedy. It was a little bit of buzz going around. Like, is that really comedy? And then she kind of shits on comedy a little bit. She's like, well, it's not something I want to do. I want to do something bigger than comedy. And then as soon as oh, you know, yeah. And then this thing happens with this guy with no audience. It's like, is that bigger than comedy? I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe right. it is changing. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe. I mean, I, I'm really excited. Actually, I'm going to shoot a special. I can shoot a special in four days with no audience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll shoot a two-hour special. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> in my living room, just sitting <laughs> yeah. on my couch. You know what I mean? Saying to my fish. Yeah, like, hey, exactly. What's going on? Like, you know, I mean, Maria Bamford did a special where it was in front of her family. Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. to me, that she's. I mean, she's so funny. Right. And you probably know her and stuff. Yeah. And she's like. You know, to me, that that makes sense because mm-hmm. she's kind of like a female Kaufman. Like, she's got this right. weirdness to her. So, you know, in front of your audience, and I wouldn't want to, the, the last thing I'd want to do oh is do stand in front of my freaking family. Yeah, my family. That didn't happen. <laughs> Talk about that time when you you had diarrhea. What? <laughs> Shut up, Kevin. Stop it. You <laughs> said I didn't go to prison. What? Yeah, yeah, I don't write the third to two. I'd just be heckling back. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> Get a record. What are you talking? Don't even talk to me. <laughs> He broke the lamp. There, I told him. Yeah, <laughs> asshole. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know, man. I mean, it's like, I mean, I saw, you know, it's funny. It's like, some things, like what's interesting about Snap, some things have changed um, according to the people of, of the current time. Right. But we all know it didn't change. Right. Like, people are like, you know, alternative comedy. It's like, Louis. And Mark Marin and Sarah, they were all doing alternative comedy back in the early 90s. Right, right. You know, they were doing everything that they say is new now. Yeah. They were doing then. Like, yeah. it's not anything that wasn't happening then. Right, you know what I mean? right. So it's right. just people just like to, I don't know, just try to label things. But we all had an audience. There was nobody, oh, yeah. There's nobody that ever did it with an audience. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it, has to, it has to evolve, you know, comedy, you know, everything, like acting or anything. It has to evolve. And. And where it's where it's going, no one really knows. What's going to stick, no one really knows. Yeah. You know, so you know. I mean, you can't stop it because there's always going to be that that artist that wants to do. I remember um, <laughs> Howard Stern. So funny. Howard Stern went to see Prince. He was so excited to see Prince, yeah. and Prince did his whole show to the back. It's back to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a headbird move. Yeah. <laughs> Like the whole show? That's hilarious. And then he did it in the dark. He did one time he did a show in the dark so no one could see him. So now it's radio, really, you know? So it's like, you know, so people, you know, artists, you know, they they have to, you know, find another way to entertain or, you know, explore themselves and explore the craft. So, all right, you know, this this is how it is. Because even, think about it, even stand-up comedy. 
you know, they're back in the early 50s. Like, this thing where these guys just get up and, and tell funny stories. Who's yeah. going to listen to that? You know, meanwhile. Yeah. So, well, I've been comparing this guy. When I go positive on this guy, this Drew Michaels guy, I call him kind of the Jackson Pollock of stand-up right now. Oh, okay. Because it's like, you know, can you imagine, I mean, like when Pollock was, you know, everybody was like a serious painter and they right. were just doing serious work. And then, then this guy comes in and is like, <laughs> I'll just splat some shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get the cover of Life magazine. They're like, what? Yeah. So it's like, I feel it's it's not that it's at that high bar of, you know, artistic right. level, but, you know, it is something that's making people buzz and talk about it. And I think that's you know? what it's, it's designed to do. I guess. You know? Yeah. So if you're talking about it, you're, you're affected by it some way. So, yeah. you know, he's getting his job done. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Oh. Um, did you, when you first started, who... Who did you work like? Did you open for people at all? Did mm -hmm. you have like who was who was kind of the uh, comics that kind of like borderline raised you in this business, like helped you out and stuff? Oh man, uh, Rick Avilas. Rick Avilas. Oh, I remember that guy. Yeah. Um, he started. Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. Okay, that's a good name. Um, Tell me about those experiences. Uh, right now, we. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were on a break or something. <laughs> no, I just do. I did a commercial break. Oh, uh, uh, okay. That's a, or whatever. And then, oh, and then okay. We do it. We do the, If you see me do the fist thing, that means we just need a second to pause. Okay. And then we go back in. Oh, like, okay. like it never happened. All right, because yeah. you start talking again. And I was like, <laughs> no, should well, we, I was trying should to. Should we wait? Well, I was trying. I was trying to figure out where to get, take you again. So oh, it's like, I yeah, see. yeah, yeah. Just go with me, man. You can okay, throw I'm stuff in too. Whatever. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm with you now. Now I understand. We're just it's a green room conversation. Right. There you go. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I got bits and pieces from from everybody. Um, the ones that stand out, Rick Avilas. Um, Rick Avilas. Tell us about Rick. Yeah. Well, Rick Avilas probably everyone knows him from um, the villain in Ghost. He was. The, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But he was a stand-up, um, and he did comedy in, in uh, Washington Square Park. With, oh wow! Uh, yeah, with Charlie Burnett, and um, so it was one of those things that. I was uh, when I started doing comedy in Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, I was with this booker, and I would host these shows, and they would bring these comics from New York City, and that's where I learned a lot from. Oh my God, Sam Kennison. I mean, it, the list goes on and on and on. And um, so we're doing this. I was doing this one show, hosting this one show, and I'm, I, I consider myself a nice guy. So yeah. I was doing this one show, and this guy was heckling me, and but he wasn't looking at me. He was staring at like at a wall. Right, and yeah. he's like, "You suck," and I'm like, "What do you mean I suck?" That I'm going back and forth, and I said, "How can you not looking at me? Were you blind?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm blind." And I said, "You shouldn't joke around about being blind." He goes, "I am blind." And people next to him were like, "Yeah, he's blind," <laughs> and that messed me up. I'm like, "Oh man, he's a blind dude." So do I make fun of the blind dude? They're like, you know, I mean, it really because yeah. I'm a nice yeah. guy. You know, yeah. is that is that appropriate? You know, right. uh, you know, he's a disadvantage, whatever, whatever, right? So I, did, I mean, it just messed me up. I mean, it really messed yeah. me up. And uh, Rick Avilas was um, the headliner, so I brought up the middle act. And I remember going downstairs at like a restaurant, and Rick was just finishing up whatever, and I, he could tell that something wasn't right. He goes, what's wrong with you? And I said, I got heckled by a blind guy. And so then Rick goes, well, who drew, drew, who drew first blood? I go, well the, well, the blind guy, because he started heckling me. He goes, oh, it's on. So Rick Avilas, <laughs> I bring... <laughs> 
behind it is Rick and Bayless. First he goes, where's the blind guy? <laughs> he goes, you want to heckle? All right. And so he starts jerking off right in front of the blind guy. He goes, how about that? How huh? you see that? Heckle that. You know what I mean? He starts giving him middle fingers. You want to be, be a heckler? Here, deal with that. You know what I mean? He goes, I'm thinking of a number. You can't see that, can you? <laughs> oh, he just went off. And like, you know, you know, because I put me all. He, oh, he just went off and off. He goes, yeah, that's what you do. That's how you deal with hecklers. You know, no matter what, you know, this is your stage. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, and I was like, you can do that? He goes, yes, you can do that. You know? Oh, that's funny. So I was like, wow. And so that kind of gave me that that confidence or whatever on stage. Yeah. And then I always kept that in the, in the back of my head. And then I remember Jerry Seinfeld uh, opening for him. And he gave me some really good advice, too, about quieting an audience. He goes, it's a habit that people want to talk louder. But if you really want to get people's mm. attention, talk softer. Interesting. Because quiet is more distracting than noise. Because if you ever listen to like a loud radio, yeah. you get used to the, to the noise. But once that music stops, everyone's turns to look at the speaker. Like, where's, where, what happened to the sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he goes, just stay in control and just yeah. talk softer. Unless they're dropping checks. Well, yeah. even, <laughs> but he goes, even dropping checks. Yeah. Talk, talk softer. And I, and, I, and, and I did it. I mean, at first I was terrified of doing yeah. it. But I've done it even when they're dropping checks. Just yeah. talk softly because if it's like the sound, you know, there's sound and people kind of have to lean in. Even sure. when they're paying their checks, they're like you're looking at the bill, whatever. Yeah. But they're, they're kind of like they have their eyes down, but they're kind of leaning to, to hear, you know, what you have to say. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So, um, but that, that's, you know, it takes time and, and, and it's also a thing of like having confidence in, within yourself and in your act and when you, or your persona on stage that you can have the power to do that, you know? But those are the, the, the things that pop out of my head with different. Um, do you different have uh, Do you have a Sam Kennison story? Um, yeah, he always scared me. <laughs> <laughs> he always scared me because when you get on stage, well, he was very cool. Um, like off stage, you know, yeah. like, you know, he he was like kind of like a laid back kind of like, hey man, da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. But when he got on stage, that would scare me. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like Beautiful. he would just just scream and all this, you know and that stuff. And I, but then that's when I learned, oh, he's a character. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's he's not he's a character. You know, so stand up comedy doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be Wally Collins on stage. You can you, you, no matter what, you are a character on stage. You have to be bigger than life, so to speak. You yeah. know what I mean? So I, I learned that from Sam Kennison that, you know, this dude is <laughs> just this monster, you know, yeah. this o- over the top kind of like personality on <laughs> yeah. stage, you know. Um yeah, you gotta throw out names because I'm just trying to think of um people that uh Oh, Chappelle. Um, yeah. We uh, we kind of grew up together in the, in the Boston world, and something about him, even he knew where he was going. Um, I remember we had a conversation just before the Chappelle show. And he goes, "Wally, I got a hundred day plan." I'm like, "You do?" He goes, "Yeah. By the by, the hundredth day, I'm gonna have my own show, and it's called the, it's gonna be called the, the Dave Chappelle Show." Wow. And I'm like, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah." I said, "I'm, I'm focused." He goes, "I'm focused. I'm driven." And I got I got a hundred days, and he did it. Wow! Yeah, that, so I would yeah. like to see that vision board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, him and I have had some really deep conversations, but um, but that I, I learned that from him too is is you know being focused, and yeah. he was all stand just stand up, stand up, stand yeah. up. In fact, he actually went to Washington Square Park and did comedy yeah. in Washington Square Park, you know, because it was all about the craft, stand up, yeah. stand up, stand up, stand up. So, um, let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like, have you have you ever done stand up in a park? I tried. <laughs> I tried. That I mean, just sounds like pure hell. It is pure <laughs> hell because you're actually trying to get attention of people who are, have no interest in what you're doing. You yeah. know, none at all. So talk about being larger than life. I mean, sure. you really, uh, 
yell. You have to like, you know, um, almost like pick people out of the audience. You know, and yeah. I was like, what's that guy? Where, where? But I also learned when you're doing warm up, um, I learned that. It being at being present, you know, when I was doing, I was warming for Letterman, yeah. and then when I was doing warm up for um, uh, Spin City or Rosie O'Donnell's show or um, uh, Joan Cusack's show, I was doing warm up, but I, you have to, for me, I had to be quick with it, you know, I had to be, so to speak, in the moment. So if something happened, you know, in a particular scene or something happened in the audience, I got to be able to m- move with that and, and yeah. work with that. And that helped me a lot too now when I do stand up. Um, if some situation happens, I don't get flustered. I take that and make it part of the show of my set, and you know, and then spin it and, and go back into whatever. You know, yeah, I mean? so. I, yeah. I said it was really funny. Like um, you see movies like Punchline, and oh you know, God. it's like they <laughs> Miss Mabel. <laughs> like a, yeah. Well, I haven't seen that quite yet. I heard about but, that, uh, Mabel. but yeah, like in, I just remember Punchline. They had a scene where he's like in the park, and he's got like a little soapbox. And yeah, yeah, and, yeah, like yeah. that's, and they make it sound like that's just what we all do. You know, it's like no, well, I'll you tell you what, what they have lockers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a whole lot of lockers. <laughs> That'd be amazing. One day I'm going to have my own club, and I am going to have lockers. This is a throwback. I'm going to go to the – you be my architect. I'll be like, look, yeah, this is what okay. we want to do. We, I want to do the exact same green room as right. Punchline. With lockers. First of all, it's gigantic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the biggest thing I've ever seen oh in my, my life. Yeah. Um, green room is usually like in a space that we designate as a hangout area. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Greenwich know? is the hallway. We don't, we don't right, exactly. Room, we don't have room for a green room. We uh, barely have room for an audience. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, – You guys have good audiences, though. Yeah. No, the audiences are good. It's just you yeah. know, a small space, which, you know, I, I – yeah, I like that. You know, it's like I, you know, we were talking a little bit about you know, it's, it can. I think it could be challenging when you're not familiar with the room, and every mm-hmm. room it takes a minute. Like I was when I go on the road, that Thursday show could be hit or miss. Oh god, yeah, <laughs> it's like because oh, I'm god. still trying to figure out. It's like ah, yeah, yeah. And then by the time you get to the weekend, it's usually pretty good. But yeah. third show Saturday though, that's when you want to kill yourself. Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> every third show Saturday oh, is like ew. just a nightmare. Because you get all the drunks. Everybody's yeah. just like you get all the am- it's amateur hour. <laughs> Everybody thinking your career yeah. goals. You know, do I really want to do this? You start th- saying things yourself. Why do we serve Long Island iced teas? <laughs> like, what's the point of that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And then you realize, oh, it's fifteen bucks. That's why. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah. No. Well, that's another thing too. I think is interesting. Is is you know this as comics. You know, we create these these jokes. With the you know these characters, if you will, the, uh, these moments on stage, and sometimes and and I th- and I put it to the level of. Any other art, you mm-hmm. know, whether it be fine art, whether it be, you know, um, stage acting, whether, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But we have to do it in some of the shittiest circumstances. Oh, yeah. And so it's like oh, we're yeah. doing this pure, beautiful creation <laughs> in, like, these drunken fucking pits of hell sometimes. Yeah. And oh, like, yeah. And with just people not appreciating it. Half oh. of them didn't even know they were going to comedy that night. Yeah. They yeah. just kind of go, hey, you and he's selling. Let's <laughs> comedy. I could be a comedian. Let's go to comedy. Let's fuck with the comics. Come on, let's go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they get their fanny pack. They zip it up and they come in and it's oh, like, God. and then, you know, and then they, oh, this is funny. Watch this. Watch this. I'm mm-hmm. going to fuck with the comics. And half of them, you know, have been planning it before they even walked in. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh, my God. And then they we sit them down, and they usually sit too close to the stage, right. and then it becomes this thing, and it's just like, it's, it's stand-up comedy, it's not only an art, it's also like a, a sporting event. You yeah. Know, just trying to get your jokes in before somebody interrupts it or something. It's the only profession where people give their opinions about what you do, 
you know, right right in front of you. Yeah, live. Press, yeah, you know, as you're talking, as you as <laughs> as you are talking, as yeah. you are doing your job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, if you get turbulence in a, you know, in an airplane, you don't go to the pilot, knock on his yeah. door, like, you suck. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Next, you know, you're like, well, what? at least on a plane, you got proper security. Yeah, right. Well, yo, well bro, maybe don't get me started okay. about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, and then uh, the other thing that happens too, like, especially at the level that I'm at, like I said, I'm not famous. You know, you're famous. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, you. I'm are. gonna tell you why. These girls were like, "Hey, Wally Collins is coming." They were. No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I ate that up, boy! Like, oh, a delicious muffin. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my they god! Might be. I just got here like they might have been. Oh, <laughs> I, was, I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I just see those big Wally Collin eyes. It's the best. I'm sorry, but this, and, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's when you, if you make the mistake of telling somebody you're a stand-up comedian, they always complain about the comedy show that they saw. Yes. And they and they yes. that guy sucked. And like it's almost like your responsibility to explain why that person sucked or whatever. Or they get yeah. their critique about comedy. The you worst know? is when you're all, we're all on the same show and the poor guy is oh, like, right next like to ear, ear distant. Oh. Like he's right earshot, right next oh. to you. And they're like, well, you were funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, Shh, hey, you know, it's, oh, the host was terrible. I go, well, you know, host is a tough job. You got to warm them up. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you said, right. you got it's cold and, you know, yeah. he's brand new. Like, yeah. calm down. Like, oh, I've, I've seen, yeah. I mean, I've been a victim of it and I've seen it happen. Where you know this is when I was just starting out, and um, it was like like a Rick Velas or God, I can go on and up these different comics, whatever. Yeah. And for some reason, we st- happen to be standing next to one another, and they'll shake the headliner's hand, and he goes, "Oh my God, you were awesome! Oh my God, you! I, I my cheeks hurt from laughing. Look at me and go, nice shoes." And they. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least my shoes look good. I mean, yeah. Take something from that, you know. But um, yeah, it, and it's it's the only medium, it's the only art that we're. Well, it's um, funny because comedy. I mean, now, like in you know, with online, the online world we live in and stuff. I feel like you know, comedy is like one of those things. We were the first like five star ratings before there was five star ratings. Yeah, right? like they'll they'll give you that instant you know three right. star, one star, like right as soon as you get off stage. Like literally. The last thing I want is we talked about this was uh, on a show we just did, but it's like I, I now it's like I have to be careful because it's like you want to sell merch and stuff, mm-hmm. but at the same time you don't want to hear some bullshit, right? So right. you like you have to make this call. You're like, eh, yep. you know, I want to I want to say hey, maybe they like me and right. give them a car, but then it's like, but you <laughs> risk that. Well, uh, you know, yeah, it's 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 such an in- I mean it is a very very it's interesting um, profession that we chose. And that's another thing is that people are surprised. You make a living at this? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, really? Hey, what else you do? No, I'm, uh, I travel and do stand-up comedy. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> You're like the beat. Once you know, you, it's, and it's, it's, yeah, but it, yeah. Oh, man, it's so weird. Because then you have to beat into the brains, I guess. That's what you do. And then you have to, well, Google me. And then they're looking, oh, yeah, look at that. But yeah. then you get the other side of, like, you know, you do comedy and, like, you know, what hap- what, you have to give them your resume, yeah. like what you've been on or whatever, and how much money do you make. Yeah. You know, and it's are you telling them all this? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. You're like and I made 89 grand last year. Yeah, right. Uh, exactly. I'm doing this in uh, your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, Wally goes in hard. Man. Yeah, man. 
He's like, let me let me show you this McDonald's commercial. I'm still getting money from. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I, I record all my checks and uh, document them. <laughs> but yeah, and so it, it, and that's an, another thing too is like, especially when I'm on a plane or you know whatever. That's the tough call because yeah. the conversation will definitely change to talk about comedy. You know, yeah. we we could be talking about some really deep. Deep, you know, stuff about you know how the the, the, the dimensions of our Earth polarities yeah. like crossing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the the uh, Mandela effect. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. You know, all that how that's happening. He goes, well, what do you do? I'm a stand up comedian. Really? But uh, and it changes the comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know Eddie Murphy? Do you know blah blah blah? And it's <laughs> yeah. like we were just talking about some deep curing cancer. But um, yeah, it's 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 just a, a weird um, profession all around. Yeah. And really, you think about it, why would you want to subject yourself to? Getting up there in front of strangers, <laughs> and, you know, and say, "Hey, trust me, you guys. I'm going to make you laugh." Well, take a look out here. I mean, I would rather do that than be in, in this office, kind of, you know, just public speaking, man. Is yeah. the most scariest thing, you know. What I mean, it and, is. and let alone yeah. making them laugh. Yeah, you know. I, so. I I have no idea why I did this. Well, it's funny. It's got, I kind of have a Jeremy Piven thing where I just I did like a talent show and got a standing mm-hmm. ovation like in college and it was wow. Like, but it's you know, it's your college and people are embracing you and stuff because right. you know your college mates and stuff. Right, right. But I felt like. You know, it was like I—I I mean, at first I was like, "Wow, yeah, I could do this." And then, right. of course, that was—you know—I've you know, been chasing that show forever. Right, know? right. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? Oh, oh man, because I always talk about that. It's yeah. like it's like doing crack because, yeah. and that's what happens is crack dealers basically set the tone for pharmaceutical dealers because mm-hmm. crack dealers are here. Listen, you know what? I'm going to get you a little taste of it. And and the thing about crack is that it's called the bell. Is that you hit a high. That is amazing. The first time you yeah, do crack, sure. And so people were like, "Oh man, that's how you get addicted." Yeah, it's like they're like, "Oh, I want to get that high again." Well, you got to pay now. Yeah, you know. And that's the same thing with comedy. It's like you get put on stage, and that's I think that happened to Jeremy is that he got on stage, dude. I mean, this audience. I got to show you this video where it's like 500, 600 people, and he's it's just they're just like just loving, just lights blinking and whatnot. And he's like, "This is great." You know what I mean? But then you try to tell someone, yeah, that's not really comedy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be like that. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Go to Dangerfields on a Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, you know. That's comedy. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. Right, yeah. kind of, you know. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so and that's the, the hard thing of, you know, what we do. And then again, that's the great thing of what we do. You do know? you ever regret? Um, I don't have any regrets. No? You never think like... Maybe I, if if you hadn't like pursued comedy, maybe drummer goals and dreams would you would have gone more drummer. If I was route, in the a drummer route. parallel dimension, whatever, yeah. if I say the drummer, I would have been a great drummer. I mm-hmm. know that. Yeah, um, I would have been a great architect. I know that. Sure, you know, um, stand up comedy. What I liked about it was the looseness of it. Yeah. Um, there was no demands. I had to show up at nine o'clock and yeah. leave at five. You know. Or the demands of having rehearsals with the band, you know, yeah. breaking my set down, God, yeah. setting it up, um, tuning my drums, you know what I mean? And then, oh, my God, after, like, a six-hour set, you know, I got to break my drums down, you yeah. know, I put them in the car. Yeah. Oh, Comics, you get your phone. Comic. Yeah, yeah, I got my phone, that's exactly. <laughs> you know, so and you're out. that, you know, out of laziness, I think that's the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Well, but, architecture, I mean, you know, that's got to be security that, you know... Well, even, like, well, you know, even doing architecture, you have, to, you have to go on the job site. 
You yeah. have to go on a job site, and then you have to deal. Oh my God, you have to deal with the contractors. Yeah. Because you you'll have a vision of what you want your design, and these contractors want to cut corners and, and do it a cheaper way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Be like, no, this is not what I. This is not on on the piece of paper. Yeah. And then you argue with that. You know yeah. what I mean? So I mean, I guess yeah, everything has its. Uh, well, I read uh, Fountainhead, and I thought, you know, that's all right. <laughs> somebody doesn't make it the way you want to make it. Like, yeah. Ah, just yeah. Destroy yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, so, um, <laughs> I, like I said, comedy is where you get your response immediately. Yeah. You know, if a joke works, you'll know, <laughs> right? After you're oh, yeah. done pushing out that punchline, yeah. you'll you'll hear if it, if it works or not, you know? And, um, go ahead. Oh, no. Oh, he, he just did it. We just do little signals. We're like baseball over here. Yeah, I know. You're trying to steal third. <laughs> Um, all right, we wrap this up a little bit. Okay. So, um, what? Uh, so, what's on the horizon now? You, you, are you like creating your own stuff? You got yeah. some projects coming up. Like, what's, yeah. tell us about the Wally Collins. Well, the Wally Collins Comedy Cup. Yes. Um, so I patented the, I patent Comedy Cup. Good job. That's smart. And um, so tell um, us about that. What is that? Oh man, well I've been on it. It's yeah, great. Dustin did it, oh. and um, it's a comedy show mock competition. And where we have four comedians, two teams, two comedians in each team, where they get up up on the stage. They don't challenge each other. They get up and I give them a score. And the score is part of the comedy. Um, in fact, you did the anniversary show. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. The score was uh, 154,000 to 152,000. Uh, <laughs> killed that shit. Yeah, you killed it. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's part of the fun. And uh, there's three rounds, yeah. and the comms get up there, and um, they do this stuff each round. Even the last round, yeah. um, it's a freestyle where they can say whatever, and I, and I give a score. The cool thing is that we give the comics a topic and they just run with it and kill it. And the fun thing for the audience is that they're watching these comics just riff on these, uh, on these different topics. And uh, there's an actual trophy yep. and uh, the comedians... Nobody gets to keep it. No one keeps the trophy, <laughs> but it looks really good on stage <laughs> and with, with photos Instagram. and all that. Instagram. It's yeah, right. Instagram it's, 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 That's it's, all it is. It's an IG, <laughs> it's an IG photo op and right that, there. It, that's monthly? Yeah, actually bi-monthly. Okay. Um, but Gotham. Now, yeah, right. at Gotham Comedy Club. And we're about to do our second year. You did the anniversary show. Come and think about it. I did. Yes, right. I so did. we're about to do yeah. our second anniversary. That no- was a year ago? Yes, dude. Wow. In That's November. Insane. And uh, I just had a conversation with him on a Christmas Zilly just before I came here. Yeah. And he's going to do it in the big room. Oh, cool. And, That's and, awesome. And we're going to have it. We're gonna, it's going to be a big thing. It's going to film be, it? Yeah, we're going to film it, okay. record it. Um, I don't remember. We had, we had dancers that opened the show. Do you remember yes. that? Yeah, yes. Yeah, dancers opened the show. So, yeah, it's going to be a big thing. And I'm working on a comedy series right now. Um, I have a comedy, uh, a co-writer, and we're real excited about it. And that's looking pretty good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, cool, cool. Where can we uh, catch you on social media? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, everything's Wally Collins. W-A-L-I-C-O-L-L-I-N-S. Wally Collins. Yeah, one L, everybody. He's right. really mad if you add that L. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am. If you add that Four letters. L, he'll go insane. Yes, so I'll please. find you. Yeah, he will. <laughs> oh, I'll if find you. Just in, his, in your search history, if you have two L's, like he'll come to your house. I, I'm not yeah, going to excuse me. I put him me. on a few lineups, and it got, it got tense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, where's Chapin? Or Chapin? Whatever that guy. Two, we four F's. He puts four F's in my name. That's very cool. But, uh, yeah. W A L I and the old Irish Collins C O L L I N S. It's on Instagram, Twitter. Can we get your tour dates on there and all that? Oh stuff? yeah, all that. Okay, right. Cool. And um, my thoughts and um, yeah, there you go. Very cool, Anthony. Where can we catch you? What's going on with you? Uh, you uh, so on all social media, it's at Anthony Kapfer, uh, K A P F E R, uh, and I have a book. 
called Book the Book. It's got funny drawings and funny essays and short stories, and that's on Amazon or uh, anthonycapfer.com. Yes, thank you so much, Anthony. Uh, thank you, Wally Collins. You're welcome. Uh, Thanks for having me. It was me. a lot of fun. It was yeah. a lot of fun, man. Yeah, this is, uh, I'll leave you with this. I'm Dustin Chafin, and stay funny, everybody. Yay. Yay. <laughs>